Welcome to One Cause Church. We hope you enjoy this inspirational message. So just a, a quick recap from my point of view. Um, we partnered with a ministry called uh, New York City Relief, and they're based out of Elizabeth, New Jersey, and they take uh, mobile soup kitchens into the city every day, and they feed the homeless people. And they don't just feed the homeless people, pack up, go home, but they really build relationships with these people that live on the streets or the people that may not have uh, much in their lives. Um, they help connect them to resources. They pray for them. Uh, one of the days we got to hand out clothing to these people. There's, I think they said the number was 60,000 homeless people live in New York City, which New York City alone, just that city. And that's, that's crazy. So we got to partner with them, and we got to go help make the soup and go hand it out and go pray for people. And it was just an awesome experience. We had four full days straight of ministry. And, uh, man, we were exhausted. We left Monday. We got back Sunday, came straight to church, most of us. Uh, the real Christians uh, came straight to church. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, but we were, we were exhausted. We had such a great time. Um, one day we got to go to uh, Chelsea Park, which is in Manhattan. Um, we got to minister to people there. And then one day we got to go to Harlem and the Bronx, and each place was just so different. When we got to go to um, Harlem, uh, Harlem, the area that we went to, it's right next to a methadone clinic. And if you don't know what methadone is, it's a substitute for heroin. It's something that the government funds in order to get people off of heroin, so they put them on methadone because methadone is less, less dangerous to the person. Um, whereas if you just quit heroin, you could actually die from that because of the withdrawal symptoms. So they'll try to put people on methadone, and the goal is to actually wean people off of methadone, and then they'll be drug-free. Sadly, that doesn't always happen, and, and you see a lot of people who just go to the clinic each day, and they're just reliant upon these drugs, and they can't function in society. So that was one of the areas that we went to where almost everyone you would talk to, you knew something was up, and, and you could tell that they weren't, they weren't really there. Um, but we got to be there for them. We got to make friends, a lot of friends, which is, was crazy because they're normal people. Like, they're, they're actual people that you can be friends with. And uh, I think that's one thing that a lot of us really realized when we were on these, this trip is, like, these are people that you and I would hang out with. Like, they, they'd be people that we would go grab lunch with. They're real people. And uh, so we got to minister to them and, and build friendships and, and pray for them. Uh, we had a lot of prayer. We, got to, we gave out socks every day. So it was just such a great trip. And I want to say thank you for all of you, all of your prayer, all of your giving, all of your support. We could not have done it without you. And not only did you help change the lives of the people in New York City, but you helped change our lives too. We had 18 people go on this trip. Uh, so we had a really solid team, uh, just a really awesome group, and we got so close on the trip and had so much fun. And so we're going to start calling them up, and you're going to hear some of their stories. Uh, they're going to share maybe some stories of people that they met um, because they all made friends somewhere you know, along this trip. We all made some new friends. Um, and then they're also going to share something that they learned on the trip or something that God did for them on this trip or for other people. Uh, and so I'm really excited to have them come and share their stories. Uh, up first, we have Laurel, who's going to come share with you guys. Hi, everyone. How are y'all doing? So, New York was amazing, obviously. Um, <laughs> but there was one experience in particular that, like, made a huge impact on me. There was this man who was from Indonesia. And he had just moved to New York like a couple years ago and he barely knew any English. 
and um, he wanted me to teach him how to read the Bible and to understand it. And of course, I was like, yes. And so um, that was really cool. But it was, um, I never thought before that people who really wanted, some people who really want to read the Bible and understand it can't. They just, you know, have no choice. They just can't under, understand. Um, but they really want to. That had never crossed my mind um, until I met this guy. And so I got to sit there for a while and help him understand some passages of scripture that were really important to him. So that was really cool. So that's pretty much it. Dylan Holler, get on up here. Save the best for a second, huh? Oh, jeez. I'm in new shoes. I don't want to mess them up. Come on. We want to hear you dance, right? <laughs> You're buying me new shoes. Uh, yeah, so there's a lot of that going on there. And, uh, um, the, I'd say the biggest thing that really spoke to me is not like ministering to people, but having people minister to us. And, uh, there was one situation in particular where me and a couple of other people were in the back of the bus handing out socks and giving prayer to people. And we gave this lady socks and she didn't speak any English. And so we gave her socks and we kind of tried our best to pray for her the best we could, you know, but uh, she couldn't understand us. And then she started praying back in her language, and she was just, like, super into it. And I was like, that's so cool. Like, this person who has just, has so little material-wise can be so, like, full of God and just be ministering over us who have, who have a lot compared to these people. I was like, I was just thinking about it. I was like, this lady has so much just hope that she's willing to minister to us. Like, that's so cool to me. So that was really one of the coolest things that happened there. That's it. Hi, guys. I'm Ashley. (laughs) Okay, so I have two stories that, like, really, like, filled me the most with, like, what happened through everything, and so the first one is, like, we were all cleaning up, ready to go, like, back to the relief, like, building, and there are these two guys, and, you know, they're, like, I'm pretty sure they were, like, on drugs, so they were pretty, like, sketchy, but, and it was just, it was just me and Emily, and we were just standing there, and they're, like, can somebody pray for me, and I was, like, like, looking around, like, Somebody please volunteer, because we're, you know, and so everybody was busy helping clean up, so I was like, I walked up to her, and I was like, I'll pray for you, so that was the first time, it was just me and Emily by ourselves, and so I just laid my hands on him, and I started to pray for him, and he wanted me to pray for, like, not just him, but his family, and once I started praying for him, he started shaking, and just, like, I could tell that he was, like, getting filled with the Holy Spirit, and then once I was done praying, I was just standing there. And then, like, ten minutes later, um, some people came up to me and was like, the guy that you were praying for, he started crying and went and actually went to go get help. 
So he's, like, he's in rehab, and, like, here he's going to rehab to, like, get rid of his addiction and everything. So that really helped me, like, I felt like I made a difference in somebody's life. And so the second one is I met a guy named Samuel, and he, his, he told me his favorite thing ever was to sing, but he said that the devil has been taking away his ability to remember his favorite songs to his favorite gospel music. And so, like, me and Emily were going back and forth with them, giving, some, giving them some, like, encouraging words. And he started singing us songs that he, like, he started to remember the words to his favorite songs. And I recorded one. I recorded him singing one. It was just really great to see that. So, yeah. I didn't show his face because I didn't want to ask him because he was already nervous. So, yeah. But that's all. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm Emily. Hi. <laughs> okay, so Samuel was probably the most impactive on me just to, like, he really showed you, like, that he had God in him and that God was really like helping them remember the words and stuff but it was really awesome to see like how many people were so open to like opening up to you and being prayed over and they weren't like scared of it like you're a complete stranger and they're fine with talking to you and telling them their life stories and stuff so I thought that was pretty cool awesome. you want to go next Cameron so hi, I'm Camden, and uh, okay, so first I will admit that I was a little bit uh, nervous about going to New York. I'd never really done anything like that before, um, and so Wednesday morning was our first day of volunteering, and that was my first uh, chance to get to talk to some of the homeless people, and uh, the very first guy I talked to, I can't remember his name. He was a little bit hard to understand, and, uh, but one of the first things he told me was that he was a former gang member. And after hearing that, I was just like, oh, this is going to be a long week. <laughs> but, uh, but as I kept talking to this guy, I began to feel more and more, uh, I began to feel more and more comfortable about my situation. Um, we didn't talk about anything gang related. We just had normal conversation. Uh, he told me about his family life. He's got multiple siblings, just like I do. Um, and he even spoke about something that we covered in church. He talked about speaking things into existence. And uh, that was just something that I thought was really cool. And uh, so we ended up talking for maybe one or two hours. It was a, We had a long conversation. But uh, it, and it wasn't anything, like, life-changing. He didn't have some sort of, like, words of wisdom that I should live by. It was just a normal conversation about whatever we were talking about. And, uh, but what it did is it opened up my perspective it showed me that the people on the street are no different than you and me, but uh, possibly that they just had some sort of unfortunate circumstance that had happened in their past. And it really opened my eyes and showed me that I had to, uh, nothing to worry about while I was there. And it let me loosen up and have an amazing experience, and which I can hope I can do again. So thank you. Awesome. Chrissy, do you and or Julie want to jump on up here? They're, they're coming up as a pair. <laughs> All right, it's 
makes me really nervous, but both of my girls have been up here, so as a mom, I've got to do this too, right? <laughs> All right, so it was an amazing time that um, we had. It was, uh, Chelsea Park was the first day, and um, Samuel is the one that Ashley was talking about. He actually um, came up to me and just, just wanted me to talk to him and listen to him, and he was in such a bad um, state of mind. He just, it felt like he was just a nobody, and um, just never heard, and, and just letting me just listen to his story changed his whole perspective um, at that day, I guess. I don't know. And then um, Harlem was the next, well, we went to the clothing shelter, which was crazy, but it was awesome. Um, and then we went to Harlem, which I was really nervous about, but we met Angel, which was, he's an angel. And um, that's, you saw a picture of their, um, him hugging Ashley. But he really made an impact. I'll let Emily or uh, Julie talk about him. And then, um, but Harlem was like my favorite place. Um, it was really, really dark. Um, we actually had drug deals go down underneath our, our tent, which was really interesting. But um, just, <laughs> I don't know. Did anybody else see that? Any, uh, <laughs> but um, anyway, the, uh, let's see, where was I going with this? Uh, yeah, it was a dark place, and uh, just, I was amazed, because we did rotations and stuff, and um, prayer, we were in the back of the bus, and there were so many willing people to come and get prayed for, and um, and just, you know, and receive it, and just, it, I don't know, it really impacted me. I just, I, I was really nervous about praying with people out loud, because I pray with little kids back in children's <laughs> church. <laughs> So, um, anyway, so, and then, uh, then we went to the Bronx, and the Bronx was good. It kind of rained that day, so I didn't, yeah, a lot. So, um, anyway, I'm trying to think. There was one person I met there, but, anyway, it was just an awesome, amazing experience, and I, it's life-changing, and I'm so glad, and I'm so proud of these kids stepping up and praying and just yeah. making yeah. a difference in people's lives. So. Hi, I'm Julie. I have never done anything like this before in my life. It was amazing, and like she said, it was life-changing. And my favorite person was Angel. Um, he truly is an angel. He had the biggest smile you've ever seen in your life. He had to take the bus to get to us. He comes both days that they're in Harlem, but he just stands there, and he wants to listen to record songs. That's all he wants to do. So he just tells you what to put on your phone, and he watches the video, and then he tells you the next one. And he will do that the whole time. And he just looks at you and smiles. And then he told us when we got ready to leave, I really love you. So he was amazing. And then I was also scared about the Bronx, and um, there was a lady there that one of the counselors asked me to go talk to. And I'm like, okay. And so I walked over, and she said, now, she's the baby's grandma, and the mom is in prison. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I go over there, and I just start, sat down, and I started talking to her. And she said, I said, so, you know, how are you? How are you doing today? And she said, I'm okay, but the baby's really crazy upset. And so she just ended up telling me a whole story about her daughter being in prison and 
she just kept going on and on. Her daughter had the baby when she was 14. And so just to see them open up and just want somebody to talk to, it was just amazing that we could do that. And the group that I went with was amazing. So thank you very much for the experience. Hey, my name's Shane. Good Lord. My name's Shane. I hate public speaking, so, but I couldn't let my wife and daughter show me up. Right? I learned a lot about a lot of people, uh, a lot about these kids. These kids are amazing. I thought they'd be standoffish, but they jumped right in there and did it. Um, I thought Dylan was goofy, but he's even goofier than I thought. Um, Nathan, where's Nathan at? In the bathroom. Yeah, good. That guy's louder than I thought. He is very, very competitive when playing games. Really competitive. My new favorite friend that I really haven't, I'm pretty much keep to myself. I know some of you in here, but not all of you. My new favorite friend is Laurel. She might not like me, but I really love that girl. She's awesome. Um, so yeah, it was uh, pretty crazy. The boys, I don't know if you showed them any pictures of like the dorm rooms, but it was basically like a dorm room. By the second day, it smelled like a boys' locker room uh, where we were sleeping. And uh, I don't know what you ate, but you need to not eat that again. <laughs> So, yeah, we, we met a lot of amazing people. What amazed me about these people is when we come up and we would pray for them or ask them to pray for them, you know, you figured you'd get a lot of, no, no, I'm okay. They were like, yes, please. It just amazed me at these people that would let you pray for them. And most of the time, they would not let you pray for them. They wanted prayers for their daughter, for their, their family. Somebody, well, I had a lady that wanted me to pray for her daughter that was, had cancer. You know, it's, it's just really amazing, the hearts that these people have, and they're living on the streets. We go home, and we grumble because our beds aren't comfortable enough, and they're sleeping on the concrete. So I want to thank Alex. This guy put all this together, and it's pretty amazing. So, um, you know, I, I appreciate him a lot. I really appreciate him. I met, I met a few people, but one guy that stuck out was, um, uh, where was the first place we went? Chelsea Park. I met a guy named, I think his name was Walter. He actually went and got help. They, they, they took him and he went and got help for his alcohol addiction. Um, the guy walked up, looked clean cut, but the closer you get to him, you could tell his pants were dirty. He had been sleeping on the ground. Uh, he said he had got out of jail that morning because they found him passed out on the street the night before. Um, and he has a regular family. He's just distant from them. So, you know, I hope and pray that he gets help. I know he's getting help. I know he's on the right path. I'll pray with him several times. Um, but, yeah, if you get a chance to do this as an adult, as a child, do yourself a favor and do it. It really, really humbles you and really blesses, I think, us more than it did them. And I know it did me. So, thank you. Heather, you want to come up? Hey guys. Um, so this trip, like they all said, was amazing. <laughs> and you're right, my husband is he's just loud. <laughs> and everybody got a part of it. I think I heard 
probably a hundred times, how do you live with him? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> love you. Um, so this trip was amazing. Um, I have two stories. The first day, whenever we were in Chelsea Park, I got to meet this guy named Ted. Um, and he was actually a very like clean cut. He had his hair done. He had nice jeans on. Um, but he had been homeless for about 10 years. And I just sat down by him, and he just started telling me his story. And he used to work on Wall Street. Um, and he got into just a bad situation. Um, he didn't have any kids. He didn't have any family. Um, and so he was just, he was just on the street. Um, and we started talking about, I uh, asked if he was in a shelter and he said, no, I just, I sleep on, I sleep on the ground. And, um, and it was just very cool that he just, he just opened up to me and now we're Facebook friends. Um, <laughs> he goes to the library every day and he checks in for free and he gets on Facebook, and he's just a normal guy. And I think that was the most incredible thing that we learned, um, and something that the relief bus, they constantly called everyone on the street their friend. They never put the label on them that they were homeless. Um, and I love that, because they are, they're normal people. They're normal people that just had a hard time, and now they're on the streets. Um, and I just had a really cool connection with him, and he was just a very sweet guy. Um, and then whenever we were in Harlem, like they've all said, it was it was much rougher. That was probably the roughest place that we went to um, because of all of the drugs that were associated with that place. Um, and so I, if any of you have kids here, I've probably picked them up and held them and loved on them if you've never noticed. I love little kids. Um, so I, I like talking to adults, but if there's a little kid around or a baby, I I'm there, <laughs> and I'm cuddling them and holding them. Um, and so when we were in Harlem, there was a grandmother there named Jackie, and uh, she had a son named Dar or a grandson named Daryl. Um, and she uh, she was having a pretty rough time. Uh, she was on methadone, and so about every minute she was falling asleep, um, and her grandson was in the stroller next to her. And so me and Stacy, we um, we made it our mission that we were just going to be by that kid's side the whole entire time. Um, and it just broke my heart that a little kid like that, you know, he is raised up in this and he sees all this. Um, but it was so cool that the Lord opened up that door, you know, for us to just love on a kid. And we have no idea what his future is going to be. And I, I pray that it's great and wonderful. Um, but it was just so cool to see God, God really moved within our team, and he really did incredible things through every single one of these kids, and I'm so proud of all of y'all. Um, I think I was more nervous than they were to talk to people, <laughs> and they got up, and I saw them praying for people in the back of the bus, and I mean, just pouring their hearts out. Um, so this trip was amazing, and we loved going on it, and thanks for letting us be a part of it. Hey guys, so the cat's out of the bag. Shane told everybody I'm loud. And I know none of you knew that, and that was just totally a shock when you got there. So I'm going to share my secret. I've, I've given Shane a new name. It's Shanye. So that's what you can all call him from now on. Also, I'm in very good company because in Scripture, Jesus actually spoke to over 5,000 people, probably around eight to 10,000 people recorded 
without a mic. So, I mean, being loud is, you know, there's good footsteps to walk in, right? There's Jesus. <laughs> um, so that's it. That's all I have to say about that. And it was a good trip. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. Just wait for like 30 minutes and then I'll be done. Um, so it was very impactful. Every single student like just rocked it. It was amazing. Um, and for all the students who couldn't be there, go next year um, to wherever we go next year. It'll be announced later this fall. Uh, sign up and, and be on that trip. Also, whoever's an adult here, go on either that trip with the students next year or one of the other trips that we're going to have next year, okay? That's a little plug as outreach director here. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but man, it was just amazing. We, we had such a powerful time. Um, there, there are a couple things that I want to share. Um, first of all, my wife, which she was talking about Daryl, the kid. Uh, I was actually in the back of the bus praying for his grandmother before she even met Heather and before Heather picked up the baby. And actually, while Heather was picking up the baby, I was still talking and praying with her uh, and Caitlin. And, uh, and while, while we were praying, it was just super powerful. The Holy Spirit was just so evidently there. Um, and it was, I can, it was the most impactful and most, uh, I, I felt the manifest presence of the Holy Spirit there stronger than I did the entire week. Um, and, and we were just praying, and she was, she was crying. And uh, she was kind of going in and out of it. Um, you know, Caitlin was holding her, and she was kind of like bobbing. And, um, but at the end, I just felt like the Holy Spirit gave me a word for her. And, uh, and so I said, your son, Daryl, uh, when he grows up, he's actually going to grow up to be a preacher. And uh, she was like, yes, thank you, Jesus. And she like just, she praised God about it because she has so many worries. That's all that her, all she could say. She was like, I'm so worried about Daryl being raised up in this. I can't, I can't handle it. And so it was really awesome to see, uh, to see that happen with Daryl. Also, um, I was, one of, one of the outreach people there that's with the relief bus informed me that a couple of our girls were feeling uncomfortable with somebody that was coming over and saying inappropriate jokes, kind of. Uh, and so she said, can you go and kind of like disrupt that? And I was like, cool. So I went in between them, and he, uh, he was definitely drunk and probably high. Um, and so I got in between the girls and him, and I said, I said, look, can you stand behind the table? And he got really offended, he started yelling, he said, he said, look at you, you racist white guy telling me what to do. <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay, uh, sorry. Uh, and then he just started yelling and getting louder and louder, and he had a cigarette in his hand, and I was like, are you going to put that in my face? Because <laughs> that's not cool. <laughs> and so that out, outreach director that came over and told me to go uh, check on the girls, she came in, and she said, hey, y'all come over here. And so I went down and sat down with this guy, Tony, and uh, we started talking, and he at first was just very just over the top and going, going kind of crazy and definitely got very close to a physical altercation there. <laughs> um, but Lauren was talking to, uh, to him, and he was able to kind of take her more than she, he was able to take me, um, probably because of the color of our skin and our gender. Um, but while he was listening to her, she, was, she, just, uh, she helped him kind of get out of the mindset of he's trying to like. He's trying to paint you out to be this terrible person. And uh, everything kind of leveled out. And then I ended up, Lauren talked for a little bit. And as he was getting up, he said, I'm, I'm never going to get off drugs and alcohol, like, ever. It's till the day I die. And Lauren said, why, why do you say that? And he's like, uh, I just won't. I have, I have anger, and, and it fuels me. 
And, uh, and so she just starts kind of sharing with him Jesus. And, and then I interject after a little bit, and I just start sharing the gospel. And, uh, and we end up talking for like an hour. And it went from this like really big high of like him just about to clock me <laughs> down, to, uh, down to this really level ground where I was able to just expound on the gospel. And you could see that his heart was just being enriched and that he was coming uh, to this place of peace that he hadn't, hadn't really seen before. And it was really cool because right that morning I prayed. I was like, God, just give me the opportunity to really minister to someone today and share the gospel with them and see them get saved. And so I, uh, I shared the gospel over and over and over. And I was like, is this what you believe? He was like, well, I, you know, I hold on to my anger, all these things. And then towards the end, um, towards the end, I prayed with him and all of it just kind of came off. All that, like all, everything that was up in arms, it kind of just fell down. And, uh, and so that was like a breakthrough moment. And then I was like, look, do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? He was like, yeah. I said, I said do you believe that Jesus was buried and rose again the third day? And uh, he said, yeah, I do. I was like, awesome. Do you want to just pray with me um, just to declare that? And he's like, yeah, I will. So he just he repeated a prayer with me, and, and I just, uh, just kind of led him in that real quick. And it was really cool to see him come from this just about to clock me to, like, getting either saved or rededicated or whatever you want to call it. Um, and then after that, he got up, and we hugged, and we took pictures together. I have, like, multiple pictures with him. Um, <laughs> and uh, and he's like, he has my number on some pad somewhere, so maybe he'll call me one day. Um, but then I, felt, I got up, and the Holy Spirit said, pray for him again, but pray that he would be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I was like, okay, cool. So I got up. I prayed with him. Uh, I didn't hear him, like, speak in tongues or anything, but I did feel that the Holy Spirit was uh, evidently there and empowering him. So that was probably the, the coolest, like, interaction for me. Uh, while, while I was there. So yeah, go next year. Sign up for a trip. We're going to have more than one trip next year, and they're going to be great. Um, whether they're here or whether they're somewhere else, uh, just, just go. Prepare yourself for that. And up last, we have Miss Caitlin. Hey, it's me again. You're welcome. Um, I have two things. Um... So, in college, I was a fashion major. Woo! Um, <laughs> yeah, I can put an outfit together. I'm not discrediting it. I'm just saying. Um, but, <laughs> I mean, going to New York City, I mean, there's lots of people strutting their, you know, their outfits on the street and looking cute and all this stuff. And then there's, like, people who have nothing. <laughs> And um, that really specifically broke my heart just because I have an over an abundance of things. Um, and here I met, uh, we went to this like group co-op type thing for the relief bus. And it's just this, y'all saw it in that video. It's a huge, like this, actually it's a small room filled to the brim with donations of clothes. And then it was so full, we had to take everything out and put it in this hallway and try to organize it. And that was quite the task. And they were like, all right, you have 45 minutes. And I'm like, this is like a fashion major nightmare. Like, <laughs> there's just so much stuff and to move all of it was just crazy. But we were trying to like hang it up, trying to make it an experience for these people that don't get to go shopping, they don't have anything. The only thing that they have is what they're wearing on their back or in their backpack, and if they take something, they have to carry it. 
for the next however long. So they have to be very careful about what they're choosing and what they're choosing to keep in their life and carry with them every day. And um, so, I mean, we did best as we could, and they were like, all right, who wants to be shoppers? And I was like, me, because <laughs> that's easy for me. And it blew my mind, and it was very humbling because, I mean, these women come to this room, and, I mean, they haven't showered in God knows how long, and, I mean, their teeth were falling out. Like, they didn't feel beautiful at all. And I got to look at them and, and help make them feel special and make them feel beautiful. And there was one woman specifically, and uh, she... She was a little bit more curvy, like me, my sister. Um, and she was like, nothing in here fits me. I'm so frustrated. And she was like, aren't there any more bags anywhere? And I was like, well, let me go check in the hallway. And I was checking all the bags for more clothes. And I kept saying, like, guys, help me, help me find more clothes. Like, I need, like, a size 16 pan. I need this and I need that. And they were doing the best that they could, but there was just so much stuff to go through. None of it was organized. And I kept coming back and forth to her, and she was like, nothing? You have nothing? And I, I mean, first of all, in my head, I was like, first of all, this is free. Second of all, why are you getting angry at me? I'm just trying to help. Third of all, I have nothing. <laughs> so, um, but then I really just began to like sympathize with her and began to encourage her and tell her that she was beautiful. And every time I said that, she was like, you're crazy you know, like, stop saying that. And I noticed it was kind of agitating her. And then finally, I looked at her and I said, you are beautiful. And I was like, it's your spirit within that shines out is what makes you beautiful. And she started to like have one tear come down her face. And then that's when I was like, oh my gosh, like, yes, that is what's important. And I could tell like at the end, she was like, you really impacted me today. And she was like, thank you for being so patient. I'm sorry I was grumpy. Um, and she was like, but I just never get to be one of the girls. I never get to shop with anyone. And she was like, thank you for shopping with me. And I was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I want to take my whole closet <laughs> and give it to this one woman. <laughs> she probably can't carry it all. But um, that was really awesome and very, very humbling to share that with her. Um, and then the second one was, I mean, going on one of these trips as a leader you're kind of like, you know, just you feel like you're behind the kids the whole time, you know, like pushing them or like encouraging them and um, serving them to serve people, you know, because you're just there to help kind of thing. And so the whole week, I just kind of felt like I was just like giving a smile and dishing out food, which was great. And that's what I was supposed to be there doing. But I didn't really feel like I was ministering very much. And then when we were in Harlem and I was in the back of the bus with Nathan, um, I got to, this one guy came up, and he was like, yo, I just need some socks. And I was like, nice to meet you, too. My name's Caitlin. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> he was like, no, really, sweetie, I just need the socks. <laughs> and I was like, okay, <laughs> here's some socks. And he was like, no, I need some more. And I was like, okay, <laughs> there you go. And then he was like, you're not from around here. <laughs> Where are you from? And I was like, Dallas. <laughs> and he was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, are you sure you don't want prayer? And he was like, 
yeah, I don't need that. And I was like, you probably do. And he was like, okay. And then he came in the bus and I was like, okay, welcome to the bus. Um, and he was like, look, I've had it really rough. And he was like, I'm just trying to get off drugs. And I was like, let's pray for it. And he was like, yeah, okay. And I'm like, no, you can get off drugs. And then he got really quiet, and he was like, no, I'm, I'm done. I'm probably going to die in like a month. And I was like, no, you can get off, and you can have a new life, and you can dream again. And he was like dumbfounded. Like when I said dream again, he was like, I don't know if he ever had a dream or had hope. And he was, then he was like, all right, pray for me, you know, and kind of like gave in. And I prayed for him. And the Lord was just giving me like so much encouragement and, and words to just pour into his life um, that at the end, like I looked in his face and he was like, he was, had tears and he's a tough guy. So tears on a tough guy is kind of an awkward thing for them. And he was kind of like, you know, you caught my attention. And he was like, I'm going to get off. And I was like, good. You can do it. And he was like, yeah. And I looked him in the eye and said, you can do it. And I, I felt this, like, like this Holy Spirit, like, sternness in me that just, and, like, looked him right in those eyes. And I was like, you can do it. And he was like, thank you. And he was like, I just need someone to believe in me. And I was like, I believe in you, and you will. And then he was like, I'm glad I came today. And I was like, me too. I'm glad you got some prayer. <laughs> so, yeah, it was awesome. So proud of these students. Like everyone said, like, they just jumped up, jumped in, and, like, went for it. And, I mean, there was multiple times where I turned around and I was like, get it, Ashley? Or, like, get it, Dylan? You know, it was just, like, so awesome, so encouraging. Um, and definitely go on one of these trips and don't let money hold you back. Um, money comes from all kinds of crazy different places when Jesus is in charge. Can I get an amen? All right. So thank you. For the record, I had to be a substitute shopper because they had to like take lunch. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, I had to go fill in for one of them. And the lady, it was this nice old lady named Leslie. At the end of it, she told everyone that I was way better than the girls at shopping. So I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> uh, but thank you again. I really want to just thank you all from the bottom of my heart. And thank all of you who came on the trip. So proud of all of you. You made a difference in so many lives. And you all made a difference in so many lives. So thank you. And I'm just going to echo what everyone else is saying. Go on a trip next summer or next year. Uh, find one of them to get on. It's going to be a life-changing experience. Again, don't worry about the money. God will make it happen. Just just say you're going to go and trust God and make it happen because it's it's going to be worth it. So thank you all for coming tonight. Um, let me go ahead and just pray a dismissal prayer. Father, I thank you so much for every single person that's here tonight. I thank you for for their giving. God, I thank you 
for their support. I thank you for their encouragement. I thank you that you are blessing each and every single person here. God, that whatever situation they're in financially, God, you are changing that situation and you are blessing them abundantly above more than anything that they could ever think or imagine. And I thank you as they leave tonight that, that they're just being led by you, that uh, wherever they go, God, that you are with them, that, that uh, as they go into their workplaces and their families, God, that you are just shining your light in, in that place, God. And I thank you again for blessing them and bringing them back safely Sunday in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.